Hey guys, it's Annie and it's Kaya and we are Redefined Purity Podcast and we are going to teach you guys all about how to stay pure from a godly perspective. Hey guys, what's, what's up? up? Um, so today we're going to be talking about what to look for in a man and we have a guest star on our show today our show our show (laughs) yeah i mean our our podcast podcast. um and that is going to be john lynn coon and she's going to be letting us into her life of (laughs) relationships and she's going to give us some tips and some um what yeah just some qualities of a good of a a good good guy guy. and she's going to explain her relationship and how he were how god worked in her life (laughs) in her relationship yeah it's actually such a cute story she tells that at the end it's so cute it's so cute so yeah so we really wanted to talk about this topic because we know like in high school and middle school um relationships are kind of a big focus and Mm -hmm. like everybody thinks oh i want to be in a relationship so bad like oh i just wish i had a boyfriend or like they always just have need to have a crush on someone which is like it's it's good to want relationship but you should really be happy with just you and the lord you know mm-hmm. like lord like if it's your will for me to get in a relationship then like let's do it and like let's glorify you through that but i feel like a lot of people get into a relationship before even like praying that prayer and like really like seeking god first mm-hmm. it's more just about like being in a relationship so um we wanted to kind of like outline what a man of God really does look like so that if you're listening to this, you can really like differentiate between a godly guy. Whoa, there's something in my throat. <laughs> it's burped. Okay. You can really differentiate between a godly guy and an ungodly guy before you get into a relationship. So there's no like heartbreak or like mm-hmm. pain because yeah. you'll just have your saved yourself from that. Um, yeah. So just really be satisfied with the lord and you the bible says to love your neighbor as yourself so before you can really love someone else we need to first be in love with the lord and learn to love ourselves alone you know Mm -hmm. so um i just wanted to touch on like four points that we should just remind ourselves of every day and that is boy shouldn't determine your worth and god chose us and that is in john 15 16 you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give it to you and so just a reminder of like what the fruit of the spirit is it is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control self-control yes <laughs> and so the second one is our minds should be set on god and that is in romans twelve two. do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect um another thing another point is our culture today idolizes relationships on tv mm-hmm. they make relationships this perfect thing the only perfect love he you can receive is from god and that's in first john 4 8 anyone who does not love does not know god because god is love mm-hmm. um so just like a kind of a reminder last point is just put god first in all relationships so for the first question we're gonna ask is what are some key things to look for in a guy before dating I think growing up, the best advice when I was single was to be extremely picky when it comes to boys. Um, I'll be honest, I definitely had crushes, 
but I was never in a full committed relationship until I met my husband. And for that, I'm really grateful that the Lord protected my heart in that way. Um, but I do remember when I was 16, I was in a Bible study and one of the activities that we did as an icebreaker was to write down qualities we want to look for in a husband. And this was just really fun to do as a group. But I remember having the biggest crush on Josh, my husband. Well, not my husband now. And I wrote down all the things that I liked about him. And the most important thing, number one, was that he valued his relationship with the Lord. Um, Some other qualities that I loved and still love are that he's driven, very passionate. He's patient, caring, incredibly selfless. He ultimately, you know, embodies the fruit of the spirit very well. And so I think as believers, we should look for that and we should see Christ's love through our significant others. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's so good. I know. Yeah, I remember really like, good. I feel like I remember when you had a crush on Josh, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't really remember. <laughs> but like, ago. I know. Yeah. That was like so funny. Anyway. And it was kind of weird how it all played out. I know. I um, know. So, the second question we have is, what are some red flags, like, to look for, like, obviously when you first, like, start dating? Yeah. So, I think even before you start dating, one of the red flags is when people look for, you know, relationships or, like, others that probably aren't as equally yoked as they are. Um, Like I said previously, as believers, we should look for someone who, you know, will build us up in Christ. Mm-hmm. And it says um, in 2 Corinthians 6.14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Meaning we should look for a significant other that builds us up in Christ, that prays with us, that confesses their sins, um, and that represents um, another verse, Ephesians 5.25-26. through 26. It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So Mm -hmm. I think that those verses really are important. Yeah, that's really good. You should look for that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you can really tell, like, if someone is, like, a Christian or not, or, like, if they really love the Lord or not, just, like, by how they, like, act and speak. I think one, like, big red flag that I, like, kind of notice is, like, really, like, when you're Christian and, like, when you love the Lord, you want to be dating, like, for marriage. And, like, if they're not dating, like, with intention to, like, marry you, then it's just, like... Like, if they don't see a a future, yeah, yeah, what's the, what's the point? You're dating, like, to break up, you know? Exactly. Yeah, there's no, you're just going to end in heartbreak, and God doesn't want that. He Mm -hmm. wants you to, you know, pursue each other thoughtfully. (laughs) Yeah, like, intentionally. Yeah, it's so true. Exactly. (laughs) So, the next question is, how did you overcome singleness? So, like I said, I had many crushes growing up in my teenage years but I never truly dated anyone until I met Josh um I remember in middle school all of the girls were dreaming about the day a boy would ask them out all of my friends idolized being in a relationship and I went through a phase where I did the same thing um and I I didn't want to be single I wanted to be with someone just to Mm -hmm. say that I was with them um so ultimately I felt peer pressured into hanging out with my crushes because my friends wanted us to date um 
but at the time it felt really wrong and it felt super awkward it it didn't feel like it was God's will for me obviously um and I remember prematurely telling crushes and boys at the time like oh I love you even though I had no clue what love was at 12 years old. Uh, We live in a world that idolizes being in relationships. Mm -hmm. Every novel that you read, every rom-com romanticizes relationships. But once I truly prioritized my relationship with God, he orchestrated everything so perfectly with my relationship with Josh. And I was able to really focus on him and have confidence in him rather than, you know, just in myself or in a relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so true. I know, yeah. Like, I feel like relationships like in like high school and middle school like everybody's like oh like you're not in a relationship like oh how about you and this guy like how about you and blah blah blah. and like they Mm -hmm. like try to make something out of nothing and then like yeah 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 and then once you go to like high school after middle school then you're looking at all into all the little details and then Mm -hmm. you're like oh my gosh they totally like me because they looked at me for two seconds yeah like oh we made eye contact i'm gonna marry this person (laughs) (laughs) and then you fantasize about it it's so um wrong to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so wrong you guys it's so, so yeah. wrong <laughs> question number five or actually it's number four technically <laughs> um what advice would you give someone who is boy crazy <laughs> so i think that due to just being humans we are always you know looking to sin against god as humans um however as christians we want to seek to glorify him. And yeah. so when a girl is boy crazy, it tends to mean, you know, they're idolizing that boy or the relationship that could possibly happen with that boy. And as Christians, we notice that that is wrong to idolize someone that is not Christ. So we should notice that. We should repent of that. And we need to constantly check our hearts. No matter what you're prioritizing above God, you need to check your heart. You know, if you're spending a lot of time thinking about someone else or, or, you know, doing something else other than spending time with God, I think that that um, isn't, you know, good. Um, Mm -hmm. So we should ask ourselves, what is coming in between our relationship with the Lord? And instead of filling all that time with, you know, being on your phone or or thinking about a boy or whatever, instead of doing that, we should fill our time with praying about it and talking to God and reading the Bible and reading biblical books on singleness or, you know, on relationships so that we can glorify him through that. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, I feel like every, like, middle school girl, I don't know about, I don't want to make a generalization, but I feel like it was, like, boys are such like a popular thing to talk about you're like oh like boys blah, blah. Yes. Mm-hmm. and like if you don't talk about boys like the conversation just like isn't going right like exactly yeah. like that's all young girls talk about or that's all i remember talking about <laughs> yeah that's all it's i like, talked about at least so and so is with so and so and you know who do you like that's that's pretty much the conversation yeah like, who do you like cool. right yeah. when you would have like a slumber party with anyone you'd all get in like a little circle and then you guys yes. would be like, okay so let's go around and tell everybody who you like yeah exactly. so true that's and that so would like funny. feel like the rest of the night just yeah. talking about boys so the next question is what are some ways that helped you stop caring about boys and how they thought about you 
ultimately, I had to remind myself that in the grand scheme of things, our life here on Earth is very numbered. Um, so instead of caring what boys or anyone else think, we should be caring about what God thinks. Um, and we should be looking to honor Christ in all things instead of worrying about what others think of us. Um, that is better said than done i will say i struggle all the time with overthinking everything mm -hmm. especially what others think of me mm -hmm. but i always feel better and more confident not necessarily like in myself but in christ when i focus on my relationship with him and when i choose him first um so yeah <laughs> yeah i agree me too that's good Question number six is, how did you know Josh was the one? This is going to be a very long answer. I'll just <laughs> let you know that. So bear with me. Um, it sounds pretty cheesy, but it's very true. I knew that God put Josh in my heart for a special reason the first time I ever saw him at church. Um, I remember the exact day like it was yesterday. We were at a church event. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw this boy, and I thought, wow, he's really cute. But after the rest of the day of just observing him, and not in like a creepy way. Observing but him? <laughs> stalking him? Okay. No, just like watching, the how, watching how he interacted with others, especially his little sister. Um, watching, you know, how he thoughtfully spoke every word that came out of his mouth, and how he just presented himself. I was attracted to him, but not in a way that was just about his looks. I was attracted to him in how he presented himself, how he talked, you know, how um, he interacted with others. And so after that, I went home and I kind of thought about it a lot. I was like, wow, this boy's cute. But instead of obsessing over that or, you know, uh, doing the typical thing when you have a crush, I started to pray for him. And it was a very innocent thing. I I'm a very shy person. I'm a very quiet person. I'm not one to flirt or even really know how to flirt. Like, even now, I still don't know how to even begin to flirt. Um, so this was my way to talk about my feelings to God. And after a few months um, of just kind of, you know, passing each other by, I noticed that he was hanging out with a girl. Um, I started to feel really bummed and a little jealous. But even though I was hurt because this is a boy that I liked or you know I thought I liked I prayed for him every night I continued to pray for him and I started to pray for his girlfriend I prayed that they would find true contentment in Christ Christ and <laughs> I prayed ultimately for God's will in all things in my life and in my future relationships but also in theirs um, a few months later, I noticed that they no longer sat together at church or hung out together after the sermon. So I assumed that they broke up, but I continued to pray for them and I prayed for their hearts. I prayed that they would heal and that again, they would try, they would find true contentment in the Lord. The next little bit of the story, God orchestrated super perfectly better than I could even imagine. Um, but Josh and I began seeing each other a lot because we were in the same college group and we were both signed up to go on a missions trip to Ecuador that summer. We started becoming closer friends as we partnered up for different activities, preparing for our missions trip. And we began hanging out with our friend groups outside of church. 
One of my favorite memories is when we were at a movie theater. We finished watching a movie with all of our friends, and we were walking out, and it was really cold, but I didn't have a jacket, and Josh offered me his jacket. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe the boy that I like uh, yeah. offered me his jacket. Um, so after bonding quite a bit on our missions trip, he asked me out to coffee once we got back, and he laid everything out. He told me, you know, he's attracted to me, but he would love to pursue me for the purpose of marriage, and I think Aww. that's super important. So meaning he wanted to date purposefully and intentionally. <laughs> um, he confessed his past sins and his current sins, and that just made me really glad that he was so open. Um, we prayed together, and I left that coffee date feeling the most giddy I've ever felt. Um, when people say, when you know, you know, I think it's really true. Um, Josh proposed six months later, and six months after he proposed, we got married. We've been married for three years now, and I'm so grateful that God laid Josh on my heart that one Sunday I first saw him at church. Oh, <laughs> that's I so actually, cute. I actually remember when Jolyn came home from her coffee date, like, she... I was talking to this boy for, like, ever, and I was super excited for her, and then she came home from her coffee date, and I started crying, because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's all working out. Yeah. I know, I remember, like, you telling me about that, and you were like, dude, he wants to get married to her. I know, I was so, I was like, what? And I was like, no, this is not happening. Like, it's so funny. It was crazy. I remember that was such an emotional, like, roller coaster too, because I liked him for, like, three or four years before we ever you know went on that coffee date and so after I got home from that I slept for like five hours because I was so drained from Mm -hmm. just everything from talking about everything um but it was good (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you so much for helping us John Lynn we loved having you yeah, we love having you on our you. podcast. And love you guys. We love, love you, too. too. I kind of wanted to close out um, just talking about a dating a little bit. Um, so I wanted to kind of give you guys, like, an analogy. Like, dating is like a job interview. <laughs> so, like, I know, super awesome, right? So just ask yourself, like, okay, like, that's maybe a red flag. Okay, like, you know, just, like, pay attention really closely to, like, how they act and like ask yourself like oh like do they get a second interview like should I keep seeing them because we I feel like a lot of the times girls especially will give guys like a second chance like a third chance um even though they're like underqualified you know even though they're Mm -hmm. like they wouldn't even pass the job interview you know and we're just like keep on like letting them in even though they're not even good guys yes and that's how you get hurt um so and then, just like I kind of said earlier with John Lynn, is that if you're not dating for marriage, you're dating to break up. So they're really, like, if you're not ready to get married, then you really shouldn't be in a relationship. I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, all high school, middle school relationships are bad. <laughs> but, like, make sure you're, like, really, like, guarding your heart and you're dating for the intention of marriage and you're not just, like, you know, messing around. Mm-hmm. Like, just to, yeah. like, date for fun, you know? <clears throat> exactly. Because dating isn't even biblical. Like, the Bible says, like, nothing about dating. Like, it says, like, how you should, like, live life and talks about marriage and all this and, like, gives qualities. But it doesn't really, like, there was no dating, like, way back when Jesus, you know, was alive. If God isn't in the middle of your dating relationship, then it's, like, not going to end well. And mm-hmm. you're just going to end in, like, heartache and heartbreak. Yeah. So, and, like, divorce. Yeah, and divorce. I feel like, so, what, I was talking to 
my mentor about this and she was saying how a lot of her friends um or she saw like a lot of the youth like that were really young they didn't have like god the center of their relationship but they just mm. rushed into getting married and yeah. then they ended up in divorce and yeah. so like that's another thing like having god be the center of your relationship is so important because it could end so badly mm-hmm. if it if he's not like the center of your relationship that's so true like and that happens to everyone like I feel like a lot of the time people will just date and they think like, oh, like they're just made for each other. Mm-hmm. So they're going to work out, but they're probably like really like unhappy, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it, it is hard to like keep him in the center and do all that. But like, so is it with like keeping him in the center of your life? Like mm-hmm. you just have to put God above that person, like no matter how many like sacrifices. So God's not going to bless something that he's not in and it's going to end badly and you're just going to end up like in all sorts of pain that you could have avoided. So mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So just really (laughs) avoid that kind of pain any way possible because like I've had a lot of friends who've gone through like really hard breakups and it like it takes them like almost a year like to fully get over that person Mm -hmm. because it's like so painful and so hard. Um, well, I feel like also, like, girls put so much effort into relationships true. to where when it doesn't work out, they're like, I did that for nothing. Yeah. And then, like, and then it's like, it nothing. hurts because they gave, they're basically are giving their heart to this person who doesn't even care about them as much mm-hmm. as they care about them. And so then in the end, it's like really hurting you on the inside after you're, they're like, oh, don't want you anymore. It's like, kind yeah. of like, oh, that just like crushes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like dating is like so bad. Or it's not bad, but, like, dating, like, conditions us to think, like, oh, um, when something's not going well, like, we're just going to break up. Or, like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, I'm just going to date these amount of people and then we're going to break up. Mm -hmm. Which is basically teaching you, like, that when something isn't fun anymore or something isn't, like, satisfying to you anymore, you just end, you know? And that's not what marriage is. Mm -hmm. Marriage goes through life together and they grow together and it's not always like this romantic thing you know it's just like Mm -hmm. about commitment so like dating kind of conditions us like to not commit you know in Mm -hmm. a way um but second corinthians 10 31 says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of god so i kind of wanted to say like is, is who you're dating bringing glory to God? Like, how they live, how they talk, what music they listen to. Like, is that person bringing glory to God? The man is supposed to cultivate and lead the woman. And the woman is supposed to, like, do their part also. Like, dress modestly. So, you just have to look for, like, is that man, like, really, like, leading you? Like, is he someone that you want to follow or, mm-hmm. like, listen to? Um... And then it's how you're dating bringing glory to God. Like, are you in the back of a movie theater bringing glory to God? Are your text messages bringing glory to God? Are your Snapchats bringing glory Mm -hmm. to God? Like, you have to really, really keep God in the middle. And how you do that is, like, you stay away from, like, sexual immorality. And you keep a pure relationship with that person. And you even put yourself in a position where that could even happen. Yeah. And you have to really, like, it's it's a struggle. Like, it's going to be really hard. But you have to put God first. Mm-hmm. Like, and forever. Also, when God's the center of your relationship, I feel like when you hang out, you're not... Like, that doesn't go to your head, like, right away. Yeah. To where when you're not in a godly relationship and God's not first in your life, you kind of are thinking of all the worldly things. Mm-hmm. And so that goes straight to your head when you're alone with someone or anything. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Um, 
Yeah, so just, like, really, like, keep an eye on, like, oh, like, what are they texting me? Is, like, Mm -hmm. is that bringing glory to God? Is that pure? Is that healthy? Do, like, do they have the right intentions? Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, so, and you should also just be dating for marriage. So, like, would you want to marry someone who's, like, asking you, like, to do things that you're not comfortable with or is, like, crossing your boundaries or Mm -hmm. something like that? So. Also, oh, whoa, I like it. <laughs> also, also, they're friends. Like, see who, mm. their fri- who their friends are, like, how they act, and it, most likely they're going to act the same way. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like we talked about last time, like, you are who you hang out with. Mm-hmm. So, just make sure that they are good people. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And then I just want to just say something else. Um... Recreational dating is dangerous, and friends with benefits is also dangerous. That's kind of like a new thing, mm-hmm. um, and that's that like causes so yeah, that causes so much damage. And we just really need to like guard our hearts. Like, what I really saw in Willem was that he like we have the same boundaries, and we both like are dating. He really wanted to date with like intention, like to get married. He wasn't just like messing around like oh yeah we're just gonna like date for a couple of times and I'll probably just drop you off the face of the earth you know <laughs> like just to make sure they really have like intention mm-hmm. with you first off I want to um end this by uh thanking Jonlin for joining us today and letting us in on her tips with relationships mm-hmm. and we hope this episode has helped you guys in some way and we want to remind you to stay firm in your relationship with the Lord and always put God first Yes, that's so true. Yeah, so see you later, guys. Yeah, thank you um, for tuning in. Bye, Bye, Redefined Fam.